Hi everybody, this is Andrew from Therefore I Geek. Don't be alarmed, you are in fact listening to the Therefore I Geek podcast. It just happens that the first several episodes we recorded went by the name Random Thought Generator. We changed the name starting with episode 9, but decided not to go back and try changing everything about the old episodes. So, without further ado, enjoy this episode of Therefore I Geek. You are listening to Therefore I Geek's Random Thought Generator, episode number four. Hi, welcome to Random Thought Generator. I'm Andrew, and I'm here with... Liz. And Nick. We're recording this uh, just after uh, leaving the Seattle uh, Emerald City Comic Con. And one of the things I like to do is take people around to their very first conventions and then get a, get a sense of, of what it was like for them to go. So why don't you guys let me tell, or tell me, you know, this is, this, is being, this is your first convention, what your expectations were, what you thought was going to happen coming into this. Well, honestly, uh, I didn't have too much expectations. Um, I was figuring there was going to be um, some people dressed up in cosplay, um, some comic books for sale, and some uh, other just, um, for lack of a better word, swag for sale, too. I guess I didn't really even think about any of the panels or um, uh, talks with uh, people. Um, so... I was kind of the same thing, except I I had thought a little bit about the panels and um, had looked them up online, but I kind of tried to lower my expectations because this was my first convention, so I kind of didn't want to be disappointed, so I tried not to raise expectations uh, as far as we didn't really have time to plan out exactly what panels we wanted to go to and really look at the layout of the floor until we showed up on our first day, so... We could have prepared better, but part of it was just kind of going with the flow this time around, and for the next convention, we'll be a lot better prepared, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, one of those things is a lot of people don't, you know, they hear comic book convention, they expect comic books, but they don't necessarily know that there's a lot more to a comic book convention than just the comic books, and I think that's kind of important for people to know is, you know, even if comics aren't necessarily your thing, there's something out there for you, and quite honestly, there's a comic book out there for you. Uh, we talked in the last podcast with Pete. Yeah, Pete really tried to drive that home in terms of no matter what your interests are, whether it's you know true crime or horror, there is a comic book out there for you. Uh, and I think Liz, you, you've even come across uh, a few few independent um, comics that 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 appealed to you. Uh, yeah, I really like strong female characters. That's a big draw for me. So looking around the convention floor, just there were some independent graphic novels um, that were kind of driven to the female base and a strong female lead. Um, and I ended up purchasing one of them, um, Delilah Dirk, and I'm really looking forward to uh, reading that. And then I also have some suggestions now from a Marvel panel um, and from Andrew for other comic books that feature really strong female leads. So you mentioned a little bit of the uh, the preparation in terms of looking at the panels. Is there anything else you guys did to try and kind of get yourselves ready and, and m- mentally, uh, physically, 
you know, conventions can be quite physically demanding. Uh, right now, my back is absolutely killing me. Well, one of the things that's uh, fortunate for us is um, living in downtown Seattle. We basically walk everywhere to begin with, so that was uh, that's kind of nice. Granted, we did a lot more walking uh, at the convention than I would have originally thought, but it kind of you don't really think about it until afterwards, after you sit down and your back cracks. Um, yeah, absolutely. The other thing that just for physical comfort um, is layers. So there's areas that are crowded with people and you get really overheated and then you'll walk into, you know, an open room and all of a sudden it gets chilly and I'm very sensitive. So I made sure that I had enough layers to kind of balance that out throughout the day. Yeah. And we were also, I did it a little intentionally and you guys did it because you had some other commitments. We kind of aimed ourselves so not to be at too many lines you know we didn't i got there right right at about 10 so i stood around for about 10 minutes waiting for the halts to really just free open up uh so i didn't have to wait in the queue halls and like i said you had some other commitments to take care of so you guys got in about you know 20 to 30 minutes after it opened and that that was nice for i think for you guys because you weren't standing around in line you know for an hour waiting to get just just to get in which that's a real rough way to start off the day yeah i think because it was our first first convention we very purposely made sure that we were taking a very relaxed attitude and if you can I think go to a convention closer to home you don't feel the driving need that you have to be there every second of it because you're not flying out and you're not running a hotel you're just it's down the street or you know not as far away so it's not as big as time commitment so you don't feel like you need to be there every second of the convention which allows you to pace yourself a little better no and that's a really good point it's hard for some of the bigger conventions like new york or san diego to to be able to separate yourself but some of the smaller conventions it's worth taking you know take an hour lunch sit down don't don't try and eat on your feet don't try and do those kinds of things because it really it really beats the hell out of you. Uh, and and you, you also mentioned, you know, taking a more relaxed approach. Uh, I think one of the important things is is some flexibility. You know, there are times you're not going to get into panels. There are times celebrities who you want to get an autograph from are running late or they've got to leave early or, or a myriad of other things. And, it, you know, some people, and you'll see them around the conventions, really get, get pretty spun up and pretty aggravated about it. And then that's really the wrong way to go about about it you know you're a lot better off just making the absolute best of the situation you can you know there is something else that that, that you're probably going to be interested in so go check that out instead okay. um yeah we actually we ran into that the first panel that we tried to get into on saturday uh we showed up about 10 minutes before the panel started and it was already full up um and they were actually queuing people for the next hour's panel so uh Nick and I just took some time and looked up what other panels that we might want to look at were and found one for the next hour that maybe uh, we wanted to go to and headed in that direction. The thing is, there's always another con, and a lot of these subjects are, are things that people will want to discuss again and again. So even though I was bummed we missed that panel, there's next year or there's a different con. Absolutely. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about you know what you guys have done to prepare and, and your expectations. So what did you actually think of the con? I, I uh, thought it was great, actually. Um, it was really cool to see uh, just to sit and people watch, um, as well as just going around to the different booths and things like that. All the costumes were really good. There's a lot of Lokis this year. 
Um, a lot of Loki, a lot of female Lokis too, actually. Yeah. That's, be, that's become kind of a thing. Um, and yeah, it's just it's really interesting to see people's creativity and their liberties that they go with uh, the different costumes that they design. And I just liked it, uh, especially the second Marvel panel we went to. It was a lot of fun, a lot of really good questions that were come up, and uh, the panel guest members uh, really seemed to enjoy their time there too. Yeah, and that was it was a panel run by um, run by CB Sabolsky. Um, probably the the best part about that panel was actually um, Peter David, who if if people aren't reading his X Factor book and whatnot, they really should be. You know, very very nice guy, very very quick wit. Yeah, very it, quick to sell his wares. Yeah, that that too. Well, he's. Yeah, I mean, you got to feel for him that they've kind of bounced that X Factor book all over the place. He, all, all three times he's written it. So, yes, another thing you know with those is. You know, panels like that, you really, it's it, it's really dependent upon people asking good questions. Uh, I've been in panels where you've got people asking great questions and it's a great panel and you get some people asking some really awful questions or some really sketchy people asking questions uh, and those get pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, Liz, what were your thoughts on the, on the convention as a whole? I really enjoyed the convention. Uh, it's been something that I've been wanting to do for a while. I know eventually I'd like to go to San Diego, but I knew I didn't want to start in San Diego. Um, I also know that eventually I wanted to get into cosplay. And so while this year it was really fun to see everybody dressed up and get some great ideas, uh, I think it was a good start that this year we didn't do any cosplay because it adds a whole extra dimension. And so this, this time around was just good to to see what we could expect from future ones, to kind of focus on panels and understanding the layout um, so that in the future, if we want to go down that road, you know, we already understand the base layout of how a convention is run. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, in terms of physical layout, Seattle's is a little unconventional. It's spread out over probably four or five different floors uh, and, yeah, and three buildings. Uh, one of which is not connected to the other two, so it gets a little weird. So obviously, he has enjoyed the convention. How is it different than than what you expected, though? There's a uh, like you said earlier, Andrew. There was more than just comic books for sale. There was um, people talking that just um, were there to talk about their other projects. Like um, I'm trying to remember the guy from Rooster Teeth. Um, uh, uh, Luke McKay. Luke McKay. That's right. Yeah, he was there and just kind of ran like, "Oh, hey, I know you." And it's just kind of neat to have uh, more of a just a nerd culture, and yeah, it's just, it's not just for comic book lovers. Even if you don't uh, read comic books, which I'm gonna start getting into now, um, you can go there and still have fun. It's not just uh, yeah. I would say I probably had more of like a pop culture nerd ism, other than probably Star Wars, which was one of my first loves. Um, you know, Doctor Who and some of the more mainstream. I think fan bases but there's a lot of other kind of smaller niche fan bases that you can find and so it's it's kind of great for people in those smaller niches to be able to find other people um who love the same thing that they do and also expose other people to it so they can find it if that's what would be interesting to them it's a meeting of the minds that sometimes it can be a little disturbing You're like i thought i was the only one who liked that turns out there's dozens more like you uh, so, what was your guys's? What was your favorite part of the convention? Uh, like I probably said earlier, people watching uh, the female trans metropolitan character 
uh, was that you showed me and your phone was pretty awesome. And then just like the different crazy outfits that people had and just the way they, they went about it, it was pretty neat. I think the most interesting thing for me was um, there's a lot of panels that are geared towards helping or encouraging or giving advice to people that want to pursue their own dreams. And even though I've never really thought about, you know, art or writing as something that I want to pursue seriously, it kind of opened me up to the possibility of, you know, I could still try something in my free time and just see how it goes. But I think it's really valuable that they have those resources there for people that are interested in publishing their own books or doing their own podcasts, trying to start up their own internet sites. Yeah, you know, I mean, geeks as a whole tend to be categorized as antisocial and not very friendly and not being able to communicate with each other. And one of the things I've learned at these conventions is not only are we more social and more things that people give us credit for, you know, a lot of people are really out there, able and willing to help you in achieving what you want to, what you want to do. Now they may, they may tell you, you need to shift or modify or change what you want to do a little bit to actually make it successful. A lot, a lot of creators will, you know, say, well, how'd you get into writing comics? Well, I wrote comics that I, that weren't being written that I wanted to see. There's a lot of people out there who, who have done that and, and therefore are willing to help you do something similar. It's not maybe not what they're looking for, but having been in your shoes, they can, they can help you uh, achieve your goals. Yeah, and that was like um, along the same lines as that. One of the panels uh, for Level Up Your Life um, talked a lot about that. Just like you can be a geek and also uh, a fitness junkie too. And that was kind of their their drive with their uh, gym that they had. And another big thing is that uh, that I found was really encouraging is that there weren't weren't really any negative vibes being sent out. People didn't judge other fandoms. They didn't really, you know, say, "Well, that's stupid." Um, and I think that that's a really positive thing in the community that, that people don't judge each other and it's just kind of a way for everybody to celebrate and express what they want to. Yeah, of, of course. I mean, there is some, some good natured ribbing. Marvel th- on DC, et cetera. Mar- well, Marvel on DC. Uh, I think in, in recent years, um, bronies have been the target of most of that abuse, but, but there, yeah, but there is that mutual respect. And it's like, I like something that's that's a little bit on the fringe. You like something that's a little bit on the fringe. It's not necessarily what I like, but I can respect you for it. Especially when you got guys who are, you know, you got guys wearing little, my little pony stuff. Like they're going to take abuse from the rest of society. <laughs> yeah. I'll rib them a little bit, but you know, I got their back. And that's basically uh, a big thing about the con too, is that everyone is you know, there for each other. Kind of a thing. It's a more, as you were saying earlier, it's a more social thing. Just being able to meet everyone. What did you guys like least about the convention? Uh, this one's this one's a little more a little a little bit tougher. So it's what makes the convention great, but it's just the sheer amount of people. Um, it was difficult to access things. You're always bumping into people. As someone who likes her personal space, it was kind of frustrating. But at the same time, you want to see that many people there. You want to see that many people enjoying themselves, taking advantage of the convention, growing the convention. But when you're trying to find food and all of the lines are, you know, like 30 people long, it gets a little tiring. Yeah. And you, I mean, you and I talked about the, the bumping into a little bit. I, I've personally been to enough conventions where I know it's coming and I can kind of mentally just turn it off. But there are points, even, even you know, having been to as many as I have, you know, by Sunday afternoon at New York, 
I, I'm done, and you people need to stop touching me. What, Nick, what about you? I guess uh, along with the same lines, yeah, people make the convention great, but uh, people with wings tend to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like uh, in college, all the Halloween parties uh, with people that had wings for their costumes. It just It's just not a good idea with a lot of people because you're going to be hitting people in the face with your wings. People are going to be... I've, I've been poked in the eye more times than I can count with somebody's wings. Yeah, it's it's just... The wings are kind of cool, but either make them out of a soft fabric or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the wire frame with the the mesh stretched over them, those are those are those are actually dangerous, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say uh to try to say something else that Ellie liked the least. I'm not I don't really enjoy going around uh shopping for things that people make. I don't know. I'd rather just have the memory, so to basically be as soon as you go up to the convention center there's guys outside trying to selling you trying to sell you uh passes um that are at ridiculous prices there's guys trying to push cds on you um just things like that that's just not really i don't know something that i really enjoy dealing with but it's part of large areas inside of a city yeah no i, I understand what you're saying some of the other conventions that are not quite in the in quite as large a city baltimore or phoenix those tend not to have as as big an issue, but I mean, we're, we're right in the middle of downtown here in Seattle, so that that doesn't help. New York is is especially bad for that, and I would assume San Diego is as well. So looking forward, obviously, Liz, you you mentioned wanting to come you know, come here in the future. Uh, so what are you guys a looking forward to um, for future conventions, and be kind of how you're how you're looking at conventions differently now that now that you've been to one. Well, I'm looking forward to knowing what I'm doing next year. Um, so being able to be more prepared, looking at the panels, kind of, I'm probably going to end up ranking them as to what I feel is most important. And the ones that I feel most important, I'll probably try to go to the hour before that just to make sure that I get in. And then, you know, some element of cosplay next year. It probably won't be that big or fantastic of a costume, just a first start, but that's definitely something I want to participate in going forward. Uh, same type of a thing. Um, not as much of a planner, but uh, kind of getting an idea of uh, what panels I'd like to go see, who the celebrity names that are there, like who they are, what uh, maybe what I know them from, uh, so I can go see them and say hi kind of a thing. Uh, as far as the cosplay too, yeah, I'd like to dress up, but it probably won't be as big or fantastical because I would like to be able to sit down and use the restroom under my own free will. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the cosplay panel uh, we went to, the the gentleman running it did mention that while he does love all of his costumes, he has yet to make one that he could either A, use the restroom, or B, sit down in. Uh, that's that's not really cool. Like I, I don't like not having that much control. And also, if, you're, if your costume's that big and fantastic, it it seems to me that you're less able to go to panels and comfortably sit through them and pay attention. So it's kind of a balance. I guess also there is the the actual costume competition. And this year we weren't able to go um, in part because our dog sitting situation fell through for the weekend at the last minute. So we needed to go home and take care of them. But in future years, maybe trying to plan for that, which probably will involve scheduling a nap in the middle of the day because as fun as it all is it's also exhausting 
So I think to wrap things up with you guys about the convention, uh, what, what, what is the, the kind of final impression, the lasting impression that the convention's had on you guys? I mean, understanding we we literally have walked away from the convention about half an hour ago. So you're, you may, may still be a little shell-shocked from it. Liz still kind of looks shell-shocked. I'm a lot better than I was yesterday when I just kind of had my mouth open, like, uh, yeah, not <laughs> shell-shocked. So it's really what I hoped it would be, which is a chance to find other fans and just be excited with them about the same things and sharing your love for something and being able to kind of grow and develop your own, you know, insight and thoughts about different aspects of comic books or movies or TV shows, the process that that goes into writing them. I know a lot more about what comic book writers do now than I did. So it was just a really great learning and sharing experience. And kind of the lasting impression I have uh, for me is that it was just a lot of, it was some good fun. more than just what I initially thought it was going to be, like I said, with for just comic books. So even if you're not uh, into comics or into just that many people, there's so much more there for you. Like there was a, a couple of other workers. There was a woodworker there making tables. People with mustaches. Uh, they had tattoo a tattoo shop set up for you. Um, there's just everything that you could ever think of. Wonderful, just all in one place. All right, so to actually com- to fully wrap us up here, one of the things we like to do uh, at the end of every podcast is kind of talk about things we're, we're into right now. Books, movies, comics, things like that. So what are you guys into? What are you guys reading, watching? Right now I'm uh, watching Game of Thrones. I haven't read, read the books yet, but that's currently what I'm into. I, uh, I got the books as a present for Christmas. Thanks, Weston. You're the best. Um, and I just kind of got through book five, and now I'm waiting on the last one. Um, and I'm also going through and rereading my childhood favorite books um, by Tamora Pierce. And I'm kind of now inspired by Comic-Con looking for the rest of the fan base because I know they're out there. And personally, I am uh, replaying some old uh, original Nintendo games on my 3DS. Uh, I started playing Zelda on the flight out here and I am terrible at it. Like I remember this being a lot easier as a kid. I think it was never easy, but I remember being a lot better than this as a kid. I am not good at that anymore. Uh, and then I'm also trying to catch up on my back catalog of comics. Uh, there was a period there for a while I was reading almost strictly books, not reading all that many comics. So I've been trying to catch up a little bit on a couple months worth of stuff I've missed. So, guys, Nick, Liz, I appreciate you guys uh, sticking around for a little bit and, and talking with me about your convention experiences. Well, thank you, Andrew, for uh, helping us out in our first uh, convention, Comic-Con. Yep, and we really enjoyed having you out here in Seattle, and you should come back next year. Hey, guys, it's Andrew again. Uh, after our conversation with uh, Nick and Liz, I thought it might be beneficial for those of you who haven't gone to conventions or uh, haven't gone to many conventions Maybe we could talk about a few uh, convention tips and techniques that I've come across over the last few years that I found helpful. Absolutely, the most important thing, the first thing on the list here, has to be a good pair of shoes. You will be walking around this convention for hours and hours over the course of three, maybe four days. A bad pair of shoes will just 
will kill you. Uh, a few years ago at New York Comic Con, I had uh, a, a pair of shoes I liked, but they weren't very good shoes. I ended up with blisters on the first day and then had to walk around the convention for three more days uh, with these shoes with blisters, and it was absolutely miserable. It took what was a otherwise a great convention and really put a put a down point on it. Keeping the, the clothing theme in mind here for a second and going back to something that Liz had mentioned, it's really worth thinking about how you're going to dress in terms of uh, layers, things like that. You know, depending upon where the convention is, uh, the weather might be a little unpredictable, so you may need to bring a raincoat or an umbrella or something like that. But you also should recognize that there's a lot of people at these conventions. It's going to get warm inside, even if it's cold outside. So if you dress warmly for the the outside weather, obviously you're going to want to be able to shed some of that clothing uh, so you're comfortable inside, because quite honestly, you'll be spending far more time inside than outside. And if you're just going as an attendee, uh, jeans and a t-shirt or shorts and a t-shirt is, is perfectly acceptable. Uh, if you're going for something a little more professional, maybe you want someone to take a look at your art portfolio or you want to try and talk to some people on a professional level, then you probably want to dress a little bit nicer. So a button-down shirt and a nice pair of jeans is fine. Uh, I've also seen people in a sports coat and t-shirt. This is a geek convention. People are going to understand if you're wearing a pop culture t-shirt. That That's an acceptable form of dress, but if you're going to be if you're going for a professional reason, you do need to look at least somewhat professional. The next thing I would recommend for a convention is take some time and and plan out what you want to do. Right? Obviously, you may not get to do everything you want to do. In fact, in very likelihood you won't. Um I can't think of any convention where I've actually done everything I wanted to do. Uh, sometimes there are time conflicts between panels. Sometimes the panels are full. Uh, celebrities have canceled. You never quite know. Keeping that in mind, it's really nice to have a plan and a backup plan. You know, may- maybe you really want to go to this panel, but if you can't get into that panel, well, there's this other panel that's really interesting. Or there's a costume contest you want to go watch. Something like that. It really pays to keep your options open, too. Um, sometimes there is last minute additions to the schedule and oftentimes they're, they're pretty interesting things. So they're worth checking out and that may throw your, your existing schedule kind of out of whack. And as I mentioned before, flexibility is really important at a convention like this. You know, there's a lot of people trying to do a lot of different things. There's volunteers that are trying to corral everyone, but it's not going to be perfect. And the more understanding you are about that, the better off, better time you will have and the better time everyone else will have. Uh, every year I go to a convention, I always see this one or two guys who don't like something about about something, and they decide to get in a volunteer's face about it, and they get they start yelling and they get real uppity about things, and it doesn't do anybody any good. It's not gonna it's not gonna change their situation, and it's only making things more difficult for the volunteers, the people who aren't paid to do this, who are doing this just because they love it. So so don't be that person. Hygiene, I cannot stress hygiene enough. A lot of us comic people, comic fans, myself included, are fairly large people and we sweat a lot. It's just life. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with us, but we need to acknowledge it and do something about it. When you have that many people crammed into such a small space, a little bit of body odor from everyone gets to be quite honestly overwhelming. Take a shower every morning, put on deodorant, you know, wear fresh clothes. These are real basic things, but there are some people out there who just they don't get it and uh and they need to they need to get on that so these conventions are 
pretty well an all-day event. Doors open at 10 o'clock, but most of the people going are there by about 9 o'clock, if not earlier, to get in line to get in. Uh, Lord knows we all want to be that first person through the, through, through the doors. Having said that, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. Some of the conventions, like New York, that are that are really large, it's sometimes a little difficult to take a, take a full-on walk away from the convention hall, take a break. Uh, some smaller conventions like Baltimore are great for that. The year I went to Baltimore, we took a, a two-hour lunch right across the street, had a couple of drinks, had a nice meal, rested, relaxed, went back and had a great time. For those conventions like New York that are larger and you can't do that, go to a panel, sit down for an hour. Maybe check out a panel that's not on your must-see list, but something you'd like to learn a little bit more about. Uh, I've done that a couple of times and ended up in some really good panels. Another thing you can do, just sit down for 10, 10, 20 minutes. Walking around conventions, you will see people piled up against, against any open wall space. It may be a little frowned upon by convention staff to do that, but I would still recommend doing it. You know, just get off your feet for 20 minutes, take a breath, get some water, get some food, uh, and it'll make you feel a lot better. Speaking of water and food, bring it, or at least bring bring a water bottle. Yeah, these convention halls all have all have water fountains of some kind, so just bring. I have my 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 liter Nalgene bottle. I bring to most every convention. I throw that in my bag and I carry it with me, and I, I refill it throughout the day. Like I said, you're, it's going to be warm in there. You're going to be sweating. You're going to be walking around. The last thing you really want to be is dehydrated. Uh, dehydration is a miserable miserable condition and you're here to have fun have a good time uh when it comes to food you don't need to bring like an entire lunch bring bring some snacks you know bring i, I typically bring cliff bars because they've got a a fairly high calorie count for something that's fairly compact you know if you're waiting in line for something and you know hey i've got a panel in an hour i'm going to be in line for an hour and then i'm going to be in the panel for another hour and then i can get lunch you can you know you can you can eat a cliff bar pretty quick and keep yourself full for you know the next two hours uh, until you can get a real meal in you. Uh, and that's another thing I would don't I would not skip meals. Skipping meals, especially somewhere like this where you need considerable amount of energy, where it's physically demanding, you really need you know the energy, you really need the, the calorie intake. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. Get a couple slices of pizza. Uh, my favorite thing in New York is I'll run out of the convention center real quick, and there are typically a half dozen or so hot dog vendors, uh, and I love hot dogs. So I'll go get a couple hot dogs, eat them real quick, and run back in. You know, it's nothing huge, nothing fantastic, nothing fancy, but it's enough to keep me going through the rest of the day. Obviously, these conventions are are really meant to be a social occasion for geeks. Uh, we get out there, we get to see our favorite artists, our favorite writers, our favorite creators, but we also get to see each other. New York Comic Con last year had 133,000 people. That's 133,000 people that have the same or at least similar likes to what you like. And that's that's huge. I mean, we, geeks, like, we all know, geeks tend to be the, the on the fringes of, of society, on the fringes of pop culture. So we tend to be a little more outcast, a little bit more, or a little less social, I should say. So take this opportunity and be social. If you're standing in line, talk to the people around you. You don't have to, you know, get their phone numbers afterwards or you know, anything like that. But you're standing in line for something you obviously... You know, all like talk about it. He had Emerald City here. Michael Dorn was an hour and a half, almost an hour and a half late showing up. He was stuck in traffic. So all the people around us, we talked about all the different Star Trek celebrities we'd met and the, the different Star Trek shows and movies we liked. We spent an hour and a half talking about Star Trek. 
I can't remember the last time I've gotten a chance to do that with anyone. And I know a number of people who like Star Trek, but you know, maybe we'll talk about it for five minutes at work. But that's it. We spent an hour and a half. It was great. That's the kind of thing you want to do. Get a, and, and, you know, maybe you will, you know, get this person's email or, or, or phone number or, you know, catch up with them later. You know, if, if you guys really hit it off, you know, hang out with them for a while. Go get lunch. So who knows? Given the the small space that everyone is going to be crammed into, uh, some basic manners are really important. You know you're going to get bumped into by other people, and you're going to bump into people. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying, excuse me, giving them a quick apology for bumping into, I'm sorry. It goes a long way. Especially by the end of the weekend, everyone's nerves are kind of a little frayed, and a little courtesy goes a long way to keeping somebody from from blowing up at, at, at you or... Also, you know, I mean, we're I said we're going to be in a lot of lines. Get in line, wait your turn. Look, so there are there have been times where I have inadvertently, you know, cut in front of people in lines because I didn't realize what the line was doing. I'm going to be honest. That, that, that's happened to pretty much everyone who's gone to a major convention. Line management is by far the most difficult thing that, that any convention, any large gathering of people really deals with. I mean, Disney with all their theme parks and Six Flags and and Universal and and Busch Gardens, they all have professional people who study how to how to you know properly move people around and how to how to keep them in lines and how to how to keep traffic flowing. A convention has like a couple hundred volunteers. Play within the system, you know. Do do your best to 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 play nice. So kind of the uh, the flip flip side of being social. Uh, is getting rest, right? So we go to these conventions, we want to be social. You meet new people, you want to hang out with them, or you you meet up with friends you haven't seen in a year or six months or whatever, and you guys want to go to a bar and hang out all night and, and do all kinds of things, but you got to get some rest. I mean, I have done the conventions where I have been out at, a, especially New York, I've been at the bar till four in the morning, staggered back to my room, passed out for four hours, gotten up, showered and gone and jumped online. Those are not my best convention memories. They were fun, don't get me wrong, but the next day at the convention was pretty rough. Whereas, you know, other night, other days when, when we've gone out and had a couple of drinks, gone, gotten, some, gotten a nice dinner or whatever, hung out with friends, but then gotten back at a reasonable hour and gotten some sleep, those are really great conventions for me because I was, you know, I wasn't a zombie. The last major topic we're going to talk about is money and shopping. There are immense amounts of really cool stuff at these conventions. Some of it is stuff I could never afford, but the reality is, you know, I've still got a life outside of the convention and I still need to, you know, pay my bills. So typically I will set myself a budget and it's a pretty decent budget, but usually I'll set myself a, a finite budget and I will get that much money in cash and I will then take it with me. Now, yes, there are some risks to traveling with significant amounts of cash. You can't get around that. However, again, you were at a convention. This is a a, a mostly cash business. Uh, the advent of things like Square, PayPal's got a little swipe device for iPads. Th- those have helped uh, conventions move away from being a cash-only industry. However, it, it's still frequently a lot easier to deal with cash, especially if, you know, hey, it's 20 bucks. Here's a 20. Here's my stuff. Have a nice day. I'm done. Moving on. Hey, and do your best to, to stick within your budget. You know, if there's something really, really, really cool that you just have to have, then maybe it's okay to splurge. I did that uh, here here at Emerald City. I got myself a couple of Absolute Editions that I really wanted. Uh, They were a little bit outside my budget. But there's something I've been looking for for a while, 
and I made a conscious decision. Yes, I was going to go ahead and, and spend the extra money on these. Yeah, there's nothing worse than trying to get home uh, on twenty dollars uh, when you have to get to the airport or get to the, the you know wherever you're traveling from. Trying to do it on absolutely no money, uh, it's, it's stressful. Make sure you include in your budget a little bit of cash to get home. So I, again, I, I think the key is really to just enjoy yourself at these conventions, whether you're there for for purely. Uh, vacation relaxation purposes i guess relaxation is not really a good term but if you're there for for personal reasons or if you're there for professional reasons it doesn't really matter the key is enjoy yourself do as much as you can as as much as you want to do and experience you know all you can at the convention make it make it the best experience possible if you only want to see one one celebrity, you know, or one one panel, then go go see that. And but take advantage of everything else the convention has to offer. There's so much out there that it, it's all really just it's really worth uh, investigating. So once again, I would like to thank uh, Nick and Liz for joining me uh, in the first half of this show. We really enjoyed having them on, and I think their their perspectives on the show were were really interesting. So thank you, Nick and Liz. Check us out at thereforeageek.com. Facebook.com slash Therefore a Geek, on Twitter at Therefore a Geek, and check this podcast out in iTunes. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to it and leave us a review. Help other people check out this uh, wonderful podcast that uh, that you're enjoying. So once again, I'm Andrew, and you are listening to Random Thought Generator.